Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show, brought to you, as always, by Eagle Eye View. Uh, that's myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. Um, we've had a few technical hitches tonight, which has delayed things a little bit, but hopefully uh, Phil will be in and joining me very, very shortly, and we can get things up and running. And uh, we've got a few things to talk about tonight. So... Um, we are looking at the uh, the double header that is currently taking place uh, against Lewis. So we've just played the first part of it, which was our, our game at Hayes Lane in the Conti Cup. Um, and then the next step of it will be going to Dripping Pan this Sunday for the league clash. So we're looking at that. We're looking at our Conti Cup Blues, which we'll be looking back at, but uh, incorporating without looking at the game on Sunday. Um, I have a few really exciting stats about our, our time in the Conti Cup. Um, and we're just going to have a chat about injury problems we've had this season that seem to be mounting going into Christmas. Um, and also, I kind of just want to touch on the, the missing 1800, as I've come to call it. So, uh, a few things to talk about. I've kind of designed it so that we are uh, not dwelling as much on Sunday's result. Um, although, there's a couple of bits I've picked up on that I do want to mention. But how you feel now that we've got this all going? Yeah, can you hear me okay, Mike? I can indeed, yes. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Really sorry about that with the earlier attempt to join. It wouldn't let me um it wouldn't let me request to, to join. So um anyway, we're here now. Um yeah, I mean I think I think you're right not to dwell too much on Sunday. And uh, what I would say though is that um the spirit of that team, you know, they're four nil down and they still fight back and they won we won the second half and and um, I, d- I think you know there are still positives to take um, from that from from that performance in the second half, especially. So, um, but I think you're right. Yeah, let's not dwell on that too much. Um, be interesting to hear your um, your stats and in- info that you've got um, about that. But yeah, I think it's um, it-, it gives us a great opportunity against the same team on 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 Sunday to this coming Sunday to make amends and to. Um, to show that that was just something that wasn't really us, especially in that first half. So be interesting to see what happens in, uh, on this weekend, actually. I'm quite looking forward to the game down there. Yeah, um, it's interesting. The only thing, the only worry is normally, like when we, you know, because we often change things around for the Conti Cup and that, and then we can sit here, like we did after the Bristol game and say, you know, there'd be a lot of changes. I don't think there will be. I don't think, I think, Injury wise and stuff, I think we're going to struggle to have the capacity to to change things up a bit. Um, but as you say, it is an opportunity to put things right. Um, I will say, you know, echo what you said. We said it before many times that the team never gives up. Um, we've seen it in previous seasons where you know we, we kind of heavy score lines are against us, and we, we still keep going until the end, as if it's nil nil or one nil and you know we can we can get the result out of it and that is that is always commendable about the team and it's what you can ask for from you know in the days when you tend to go out there and give it everything they got and and keep trying and they, they they certainly do that um it's funny because obviously I, i'm i seem to be like the polar opposite to other people so when people when we're on this and you're like being really negative i can sit here and go but there's these avenues to look at <laughs> and everybody was sitting there going, you know what? It's not really too much to worry about. I'm like, but there's a few things actually that do conserve it. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So I, I will mention those. I'm not going to harp on that point, but I will do a few things. I need to, to be objective, I think, to look at the two sides of it. I think you always need to do that, these kind of things. And yeah. um, there are some elements I feel do need to be mentioned. Um, so obviously, the game we're talking about on Sunday, uh, our second game in the Conti Cup group, where we hosted Lewis, who had won their opening game against Bristol City, uh, and we lost 4-1. Uh, we were 4-0 down at half-time. Um, so, as far as we did win the second half, but we lost 4-1, while Cholton, who had lost their opening game to Lewis, beat Bristol City. Um, so, currently, I mean, Lewis are already through, uh, so well, virtually through. Uh, they need just a point against Bristol City, which I don't even know if you get a point. So I think as long as they, if they went to penalties, they're, they're guaranteed to go through. Um, and our game against Charlton, Charlton have a small outside chance of qualifying because of goal difference. Um, but for us, it's, it's, it's a dead rubber now. But I say, the, the, the team that we played on Sunday, so Frank Kitchen was in goal, um, which, you know, I thought that was a, a sign of how we were looking to to get something out of this game. Um, I'd say in the past, normally our second choice keeper always plays in the Conti Cup. Um, so we were expecting Natalia Negri to play, but Fran played in goal. Um, Kirsten Riley was at right back for a second game running. Fliss Gibbons is at left back. And the back two was Lizzie Waldy and AJ um, with Philbs out injured. And then you had Coral in the hole in a defensive midfield role, Crumble. Uh and then um, Kirsty Barston and Ellie Noble made up the rest of the midfield. And then we had Paige Bailey-Gow and Annabelle Blanchard on the wings with Husey in the middle. Um, so that was the team going into it. Um, we were one nil down after 10 minutes and it kind of went from there. Again, typically, again, like in the Charlton game, we, we, we started fine. Um didn't really look under threat and then we're one nil down um, and never really recovered from that. Um, but your thoughts on, on that, Phil? Well, it was an early goal that we conceded and it did shake us up a bit. Though actually, the first sort of few minutes, we, we seemed to dominate possession and looked quite comfortable, really. But then when, once they scored that first goal, we were under a lot of pressure. And um, I think the, the key point in the first half for me was we had a really good chance to get back to 2-1 when we were 2-0 down. We hit the post and then within 10 seconds, they've scored their third. So rather than being 2-1 down, we found ourselves 3-0 down. Um, and it's literally it flew a freak goal, an own goal for Kirsten, bless her. You know, she's running, she's, she's bombed it back to try and cover. And, and then the, she, it's just one of those things. She's trying to clear it and she's because she's stretching and she's running back and she's not in facing the right way. And everything that went wrong, went wrong. And it was just a really unfortunate own goal. And um, so instead of being 2-1, you know, we missed a really good chance at the other end. Um, I think Ellie Noble should have scored it, really. It was, you know, it was a it, it, it was a great opportunity. She hit the post, they broke away and got a third. And it was, that was a, that was it, you know, rather than 2-1, 3-0. And, and then, um, we, you know, we, we just haven't got the pace at the back, really, I don't think. And it's a shame because... Some of our passing's really good. You know, we've got some great players. Again, you know, there's a little bit of trickery from Annabelle Blanchard to get, you know, to create chances. She's so, her feet are so good, quick. And, 
gets past people um, brilliantly. We've got, you know, we've got all the players really there, and apart from a little bit of pace that we need at the back, and we get caught a number of times. I see us chasing back and players running past us, and our defence is running back trying to get on the goal side. And once they're away, we can't catch them. We just haven't got the pace, I don't think. But um, yeah, there's a, there's that turning point, um, and then the second half. Um, you know, there were a few changes made by both teams and um we got we we got ourselves, you know, a bit a bit of a bit more of a hold in the game and um a mistake at the back from them led to um led to a led to a, a consolation goal uh from Molly. So I think, you know, obviously it's not a great performance and you know, four nil down at half time, we were a bit shell shocked, I think, behind the goal, you know. Um but as, as as you quite rightly said, you know this team doesn't give up, and we 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 fought back quite well second half with the changes that we made. Um, and we just need to really, I think we just need to start games well. When we start games well, we look solid. We we, we generally go on to do well. You know, when we don't start games well, it's very difficult for us to get back in the game if we go one down early on. And and obviously, goals change games, and it gives a confidence to our opponents. And once they went one or one and two up, they the way they were playing was like they were world beaters. You know, because they've got they they can take the chances because they've got that that advantage. And then. And then, and then we're pushing forward to try and get back in the game, and then that leaves us open. It's just goals change the way that everything goes in a game, and unfortunately, you know, we've um, not defended well. And there's one corner where two of our players sort of went went off <laughs> away from the ball, thinking the ball was going to be passed backwards, and the player just ran towards the goal. It was I couldn't quite believe it, really, you know. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got a lot of. Um, We've got a lot of improvement at the back, really, because we just don't look like we're gonna we're gonna have clean sheets yet again. We've been saying this for two years, haven't we? We've needed that solid big centre back, and we've never got that person really who's dominating, got a bit of pace. And I don't actually think we've got a, a, an organiser at the back either. I think we've got players that that are that, that are playing there that aren't really. Keeping because there were times where we just looked all over the place in that first half. I mean, it, you know, I wasn't even sure who was playing where at one point. Um, and um, and so you know, it's uh, we've got a lot to learn. But they they the thing. The good thing about the team is that, and the, the whole squad is that they are you know they are on that journey with us to, to to improve. And I think as long as we keep trying to improve. That's all we can ask for, really. You know, they don't go out there and deliberately go 4-0 down before half-time. I mean, it's just one of those things. Sometimes you get those freak... I mean, even the men did it against Sunderland, you know, in a home game. So, um, it happens. we just got to bounce back. And and having this on Sunday now gives us a great opportunity to show that this was just a one-off freak result. What did you make of it, Mike? Did you, did you, think, did you think it was as bad as the scoreline looks or do you think there were some positives there it's a tricky one um because it could have been worse it's difficult it's it's, it's, a, it's a weird scenario at the moment because we we control a game and this seems to be apart from when we play Bristol City away and then we don't control a game but we control a game but the, there's two elements that are consistent in every game and it's what's absolutely killing us at the moment. And those two elements are we don't shoot or we don't create chances on goal and we get caught on a counter-attack. And that is dictating every game we play at the moment. 
So I was, I was saying it to you the other day that the the games in the league now where teams have really kicked on this summer, I mean, it's the most competitive this division has ever been. You know, and that is always to be taken into account because teams that, you know, have invested in, you think will be able to do better. Someone's got to struggle, and someone's got to be in those fifth, sixth, seventh spots. And you've now got a whole load of teams. If it's before one or two teams vying for it, you've got five, six, seven teams who are all going all going to the season thinking they can get high up that table. Someone's got to be dropping those points. So it's fine margins that are deciding a lot of the games between the teams. The problem is, is those fine margins are not fall apart from Durham, the Durham game are not falling our way, and it's just two elements. Because I say we, you know, we started on the front foot, we had all the ball, bam, we're one 0 down. And then we're trying to push ourselves back into the game. Bam, we're 2 down. And it, it's the same pattern. And that's the problem is we we had four... Apparently, we had 12 shots in total. We had four shots on target. Now, as you say, we hit the post at 2-0. We hit the post, which doesn't count as a shot on target. But that first shot on target didn't come until about the 64th minute. Um, and it was an effort that was never beating the keeper. And then our second one was where Paige got onto a long ball and she was battling with two defenders and she's got ahead of them and she's got the shot off, but where she's had to battle and run, she's not been able to get the power to try and lift it over the keeper that she'd have liked to. So it's ended up comfortably going to the keeper. And then, then it was a goal. And then I think we had one more shot in injury time after that where we put a bit of pressure on. But we, we shouldn't... That, but we This is the problem. You, we get to the 64th minute without having a shot on target with, and we're falling down. You know, we, we had all the... We, we started against Charlton last week and we were in control. Count, caught in a counter-attack. We're 1-0 down. We're in control again. Caught in a counter-attack. We're 2-0 down. And then we're not... For all the... Having all the ball that we have, we're not... Put, you know, we're not creating the chances. We're not putting the pressure on actually on the keeper. We're not having... Because if you're not having shots, you're not going to score goals. And that at the moment is the problem, and and the fact is, is they were four 0 up. Um, I think France will end up making the odds. I uh, say they hit the bar the second half at four 0 and then we made the changes. And I thought when like Sibs came on, um, Shauna, and that it, it pepped us up a bit. And but at the same time, you know, it was it was really only the last fifteen minutes or so that we kind of got that kind of element to our game. And, and at that point, 15 minutes ago, Lewis and Ford are up. Their, their attitude to the game changes, you know what I mean? So, um, it's a difficult one because I know what you're saying and there were, towards the end, you know, we, we, we could have had a second, so we had a good chance and some corners and that. But, um, at the same time, you know, we could, it could have been more than four. Um, and the elements, as I said, what is... It's not changing at the moment. Um, and as I say, I've looked at some of the positional play and I'll, I'll tally in with, with this game, I suppose, because it's things I've noticed in that game that I kind of specifically want to highlight. But, um, you know, f- from a going forward perspective, we put in crosses. We've put in, against Charlton, we put two or three really good crosses between, like, Page put a couple of great balls. And on Sunday, again, Paige put in a couple of good, great crosses. Adabel put in a couple. There's no one on the end of them. You know, there's only Husey in the box. We don't commit anyone else to the box at the moment. It's just Husey and four or five defenders. 
we're never winning. We don't win. Any, you know, you put a good ball in, no one's getting on the end of them. We're not winning anything. Um, Annabelle, I mean, as you say, first half, the first 10 minutes, I could work out what our formation was because, like, Kirsten was at right back but was in standing in central midfield. Paige and Annabelle were swapping around. Then they're on the same side. Then Paige is in the centre. And I, I just couldn't, it was, people were moving everywhere. I guess we're trying to be fluid, but it was quite difficult to work out. Um, but Annabelle, especially like second half when she switched to, she's got such great measure. She's got such talented feet, Annabelle. She's got, she's great at getting the ball and beating players and creating, carving open opportunities. But the amount of times where she would cut inside or when the second half, when she moved central, which is where she started the season and she's beating, she's beaten two players got herself into space where the next phase of the game would be to move it on to the attackers and like into the box. There's no one there. There's no one to play. There's maybe Hughesy and there's three, there was three or four white shirts of Lewis. So then she has to then commit to then keep going on the run and take on another player, which or go backwards. And so we, the attacks, what could be a possibly a possible attacks would fizzle out because there was no option for her. Um, you know, that phase, that next phase of the game just never was there. And then we go backwards. So, you know, there's no element, those elements there. There's no, Hughes is so isolated on her own that she, she's coming deep. Like Harry Kane is, we've been seeing it more these days in the last year or so at Spurs. And he's coming so deep. So he's in never nowhere near the box anytime. He's coming deep to win the ball, hold it up. But there's a there's a gap between her and the two players and then midfield because Coral well at the start of the season, Annabelle was in the hole behind the striker. And then you had Coral behind her. We neither of those players are in that position now. Coral's sitting in the, the, the in defensive midfield, which is just killing us. And I think you had Ellie and Kirsten with a more advanced two, but neither of them were that advanced in the position, if you know what I mean. And they are, you know, Kirsty's been a great player for us. She works her socks off. But what Coral can do in that attacking midfield role, that isn't Kirsty's game. You know, her her game is different. So you're not, you've taken away the best element behind it, at the leader, at the head of the midfield three, and then put it into the back of the midfield three where they're not in their element. So you've weakened yourself in two areas. Um, and it led to some of our problems on Sunday because Coral isn't from what from where we've seen it for, and obviously I'm coming to this as a fan, I'm not a coach or a manager and I get that. But we've been watching her for two and a half seasons. She's not a holding midfielder. Um, she's great. I get the element of her being there with the distribution, but the problem is she's laying, she's getting us moving, but in the, still in our half, and then it's stopping. It's not going much further because she hasn't got another version of her to move the ball onto further up the pitch. But where it was coming undone on Sunday, because she's not in that role, uh, there are times where she was losing the ball or she wasn't making the interception, and this is where I go about a positional play we play incredibly high line. So on Sunday, because obviously we, we, the last couple of games where we've got injuries, we've, we've switched to four at the back. Now, Kirsten 
and Fliss, their, their starting position was basically on the halfway line. And then they would be in the opposition half. So we, the amount of times you just had AJ and Lizzie were in our half on our own. And then, because Coral's then in front of them, but where Coral's not in her natural position, where she if they if she can't get that tackle in because it's not where she normally does things, they're through straight away on two centre backs, and that was ha- that's what happens with the goals. And then you've got you hit the nail in the head, Phil. We, we talked about the commanding centre back, but it's some we haven't got that defender who's out and out purebred centre back leads the line, governs, marshals the team. We haven't got that person organising things. So we were getting caught out of position. You look at the goals on Sunday and their first goal um, was, I think it's, AJ gets pulled out of position or she, or she, comes, char- she comes charging out like almost to the, the edge of the box. Doesn't make the tackle. And then they're through. And then when they go to play the crossover, Lizzie's had to pull across to try and block it, which then leaves the player unmarked because Lizzie's back to being the only centre-back in there. The second goal was the corner where they played a short pass, but they did a dummy and it's Coral and Husey both run out and then leaves their player to just run straight through to the six-yard box, play a pass, which Lizzie tries to intercept, where she blocks the first shot and it falls to Thompson who scored their first goal. And she gets another shot on goal. It's two 0 And then the third was, uh, as you said, we hit the post. And then Annabelle it comes back out to Annabelle. She beats the player, puts it across. No one gets it. Lewis clear it out. And then AJ is in their half, charging forward, doesn't get anywhere near the ball. And then they're through. And you've got Lizzie Waldy with Lewis, on her own with Lewis attacking. And you've got Kirsten and Fist trying to get back, but we're all out of position by that point. And then they're left in space again for the pass because Lizzie's got to come across. And and it happened several times where we were down to just the two centre-backs and then there was charging across. And a lot a lot of times with AJ would charge across to cover, leaving her space empty, but they're not winning the ball. And so you've got the dilemma because she's not made the tackle, but now where she was is completely empty and there's a Lewis player there. So... You know, I'm trying to think whether oh, so well, their third was the young goal, wasn't it? So that that play created it, and then Kirsten trying to get back to fill in the gap where the centre back wasn't. He's it, gotten in off the throw, and then their their fourth again was was pulled out of position, and that is that is the problem we're having. Is we play so high up the pitch, you've got to be on it with your your, your positional play and your, your, with what you do with the ball. And we're so vulnerable to with the pace to the, the counter-attack. But we're playing people out of position and it's causing us massive problems. And we're not taking, we're not alleviating the pressure off of the defence because we're not scoring goals, because we're not having shots. Um, because if, as I say before, if you, if you, if you turn it up and then you get caught some of that, it, it's, it's, it's not as damaging. But because we're we're nil nil, we're getting caught because we're not having any shots, despite having a lot of the ball. It's hurting us really badly, and you know, as I say, we're so hard at the ball. It's 
we we are we we haven't solved the defensive midfield issue this year. We've obviously bought in several players. We've seen a few people playing that role, and it's not worked out probably how um, Dean and that it, player thought it would be when the players came in. How we thought it would be at the, at the first couple of games. It's not we've not established that player to play in that role, and we haven't got that centre back. You know, we you need to be looking at. I mean, for me, I, I don't know what wiggle room we've got in January. Um, I don't know what the score is with that, but we can do anything. But for me, as it stands, you need at the, at the very least you either need back and a, and a defensive midfielder or two centre backs. And when Amy Everett's fit, you move her back into the holding midfield role that she was originally played last season before she dropped into the back three. Because we need someone in that role that is not Coral. But at the moment, no one else has really shown that it's their position either. Um, but you know we do need we need to look at as I say how how we play positionally we're getting pulled out of position left right and centre and it's you win the ball against us we're so far up the pitch that a bit of pace you're 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 against two players all the time and and the fact is is and I, I refuse to believe that teams aren't picking up on this because if you look at the last three or four games. You know, we'll go, you go out to Sunderland and every team is doing it. Every team is scoring against us the same way. Um, and yeah, so I kind of, so I've, I've talked a lot of time now. Um, but that is one of the things I've really picked up on, both where we're struggling going forward, but what is really starting to cause us problems at the back. Yeah, and I, I agree with everything you've said. I think absolutely spot on about... Um... We, we've tried quite a few players in that defensive um, midfield role. And I think uh, all I can think the reason that Coral's played there for the last few games is that we want to start attacks with Coral because of her passing ability. But you're quite right. We need another Coral up there, up that, further up the pitch, because she's our mo- most creative midfielder um, for scoring goals and assists. So, um, I mean, I, I have to say that... Um, I think we look better with five, with three centre backs and the wing backs. I, 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 you know, I think the best performances that I've seen as player have, be, have been with that formation. And I think when you have um, a high line like we do, I think you need that extra cover at the back with that third centre back because we do, we have been, we were really caught out um, with just two at the back and the full backs pushing up. Number of times, you know, um, Fliss and Kirsten were rushing back. Um, ten yards behind the player with the, their their player with the ball, um, which puts enormous pressure on our two centre backs, like you say. And if one of them misses a tackle and it's, it's two against one or whatever, you know, it just it's almost impossible, isn't it? So, I think if you're going to play such a high line, um, I think we need that extra cover at the back with that extra central defender. And I think also, I think the way the players we've got are better equipped for that wing for the wing backs. So I think Izzy's been our best player so far this season. Um, and I know it's difficult because Fliss has been brilliant as well on the left. So who do you play there? But hopefully we can find a way of playing both of them. I mean, I, I don't know whether or not Fliss has ever played sort of as a third centre-back on the left-hand side of a back three. I just wonder whether or not that allows her to play and also allows um, Izzy to play on the left as a, as a, as a sort of wing-back to get forward. Um, but I just think we need that extra cover in the middle. I mean, that's I think that was proven on um, Sunday. Um, but all the things you've said about um, describing the goals and the breakaways and the other teams will have seen how we 
how we have how we've been conceding goals, and that's obviously they will see that that's um, something they can capitalise on, and and so it's it makes it very difficult really, and um, and and it's funny, isn't it? Because most of the goals that we've conceded like that are when we're at home and we're dominating possession. Um, so you know Sunderland, Charlton, and now Lewis, you know, have all hit us on those on the break in our home games. Whereas we, we've gone away and we've won at Durham, we've won at Blackburn. Um, I just wonder whether or not we we set up slightly different away from home that suits us better. But um, I just think we look better as a team, actually, with those two wing-backs. I think we've got players that can play that role really well. Um, I don't know why Polly's been on the bench for the last couple of games. She might be carrying an injury, but I think she's been really solid. Um, I think we missed her as well. I know she came on, didn't she, towards the end. But I think Polly on the right would give us a bit more um, uh, sort of a bit, a, a bit more defensive cover. Um, I, don't, I don't think Kirsten played badly or anything. I just don't think that's her position. And I think if, if Polly is fit, then obviously I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she couldn't have been fit for the, to play that 90 minutes. So, um, so yeah, you know, we've had to sort of move players around because potentially we've had injuries. Um, Philbs wasn't even in the squad. So I can only assume that, you know, she's got a, you know, an injury that's kept her out. So you know, yeah, she's it's difficult. She is, she is yeah, injured. She's injured. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's really difficult, isn't it? When you sort of you you're moving players around to cover for players that aren't injured. But I will I will go back to what I've said before. In that, if we're bringing in 15 new players and we've got a 25 player squad, we should have enough cover um, throughout. And I don't think we've got enough cover at the back. I think we're playing midfielders at the back because we haven't brought in enough solid defend, defensive defenders. And I, in, in defenders, I'm talking about defenders, not midfielders who can play at the back. Um, because I still feel... I mean, I know that Phil... Phil out, was out a, and out um, centre-backs. And out and out centre-back, which is... You know, when they scored that... Um, when they scored that third goal after we hit the post and then we crossed the ball, their centre-back jumped so I mean I just remember this centre back jumping so high to win that header and that header then ten seconds later created that goal started started their move for that goal and we haven't got anyone who gets like that who you know we haven't got anyone who just gets up and wins that ball in the air every time. You know and, and I think that's what we've been saying for the last two seasons. And if you're bringing fifteen new players in, we needed that player. That should have been the first one that we brought in. Make sure we bring that player in first, and then let's build build from there. But what we've done is we've brought in some great players, some really experienced players, Super League, you know, quality players. We've got with great experience in Super League, um, but we haven't got the we haven't got the type of player that we've needed. Um, we shouldn't be playing when we brought fifteen players in. We should not be playing a midfielder at right back. Um, and um, you know, and we shouldn't be playing a, 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 our most attacking midfielder as a defensive midfielder. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't have to do that. We, you know, we, we should have recruited the players to play in those positions. And when you've got a twenty-five player squad, you should almost have two for every position anyway to cover. Um, so I just don't know why we didn't bring in that solid, really big, dominant centre back that we've always needed for the last two or three years. Um, and well, since Amy Goddard was there, really, and then uh, and then um, you know we just haven't we haven't really brought anyone in to to, to be that dominant centre back. And so I think you've hit the nail on the head, Mike. I, I agree with everything you've said. Um, and um, 
it's it's a real shame because we were so excited at the beginning of the season, and actually on paper those players have you know they looked they looked amazing at the beginning of the season, but when you actually break it down and you think where they play, we just didn't have that defensive cover in in those signings. You know they're exciting signings, exciting players, but you you know. It, all those top managers, they build from the back. They make sure they're difficult to beat and then build from there. And we haven't done that. We're not difficult to beat. We we don't keep many clean sheets. We haven't done for ages. I think we even had a negative goal difference when we finished fourth last year. Um, so that's always been the obvious thing to strengthen more than anything else is, is, is the back line. And unfortunately, we haven't done it. And we brought 15 players in and we haven't brought enough defenders in or, or the type of defenders that we need at least. So it's really, you know, it's a real shame because um, I think it's a bit of a wasted opportunity, really, when, we, when, we, when we're making, you know, such an investment in the, in the squad. I think it's a wasted opportunity. I don't know if there were players that we went for that we just couldn't get. I, I, you don't know. And then they might, have, they might have tried to get those players and they just weren't available um, but we needed that dominant. We need two dominant centre backs who are out and out defending. Dow, looking down at Charlton, yeah, you know, obviously should have been sent off last week, but that kind of player, you know, um, yeah, I think he's, he's getting because we've got there's players there. That's, I think going forward, we should, you know, we've got such, such some real talent in there to be doing more than what we're doing goal wise at the moment. But the problem is, it say it's. You got to get the balance of the back right first, and as you, you know, for me, obviously, this is this is we know what we can do. It's easy to sit here on the radio on a on a podcast. Like, oh, we should do this. We should do that. Blah blah blah. In an ideal world, in an ideal scenario, if we were able to do stuff, you know, you you'd be looking at getting a a, a defense, someone to sit in the hole, and two centre backs to play with Fields and your back three. And then you've yeah. got the, the other players there because you, you then move Coral forward. Um, you have like Kirsty um, in the midfield as well. And then you've got the options up front. You know, I go back to the, the two up top, like Husey and Blanchard. Uh, Blanchard just playing off of, of Husey. And, you know, there's elements there. So, but, but that's, that's, you know, it's easier said than done, isn't it? It's easy, as I say, it's easy to sit on the podcast and say, well, I'll have this, I'll have that. Um, yeah. But that it, it is. <laughs> You know that is unfortunate. At the moment, we're we're kind of we're in the same, and it's the same with the men's team, where the issue that we've got, we haven't got the personnel that we can't change it currently. Because the issue with the men's team, apart from the fact, well, there's several, um, but the midfield, where mm. we haven't replaced Gallagher, we haven't replaced um, MacArthur. Uh, you know, we we and you haven't replaced the quality of Eze on the bench, where he's now starting. Vieira can't change that midfield. It's basically you recycle the same couple of players yeah. because you, he can't. So where that that midfield isn't solving the you can't solve the problem really because you haven't haven't got the people to do it. And the men's having the same problem. The men's create nothing for the for, for the striker. You've got Elise saying Wilf. You've got the talent there to do it. And Eze, they create nothing for that central striker whatsoever in a game. It, it's, yeah. it's 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 just seems to be the thing at Palace at the moment. And um. But I mean, I would look at. I'd be interested, as you say. I, I've wondered as well about whether Fliss for a couple of games. I mean, if we're putting everyone else in different positions, whether Fliss for a couple of games could just play the left as a centre back three, uh, with yeah. Sibs now back. Because if you could, you know, we've got three games left. The league game on Sunday, which is vital for me. This of the three games, two are vital. 
we need a win out of the league game. Um, yeah. We need a win. At the very least, we haven't drawn a single game this season. It's win or lose with us. And sometimes those points are really handy. They're the key where you just, you're just you not losing. You're getting something on the board. We had none of those. We then got the FA Cup game, which again, for me, I you know we're going to be against a team in the tier below. We've got to win them. Yeah. Um, and then the Charlton games, you know, obviously we want to beat ourselves on the rivals, but it's for us in the Cody Cup, it's, it's a dead rubber game. So um, I'm less bothered about that. So obviously it'd be nice to win all three games, but for me, the next two are really key for our season. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. to come back, see if we can get a little bit of a cup run going before we get a WCL team and just get ourselves on the 15 points before we go into the, into the winter break. Um, so, I, you know, I would be tempted to look, you know, look at if, if Polly's fit to get her right wing back again, perhaps put Kirsten in the hole, Kirsten right in the hole for the for, for the couple of games. And you, oh, we've only got, cause we've only got two centre-backs, Lizzie and AJ are all we've got available fit, fitness-wise as well, as far as I'm aware at the moment. So you put AJ on the right of the three, you put Lizzie in the middle of the three and you put Fliss on the left of the three, you put Sibs at left wing back and then you move Coral back forward and as I said, I'd play Annabelle off of Hughesy. Although it's harsh because Paige deserves to be in the team. That is the awkward thing. Paige deserves to be in the team as well. Um, but we just, we need to do something. Um, and with what we, you know, it, it's kind of moving people around at the moment. Um, but yeah, you know, the fact is, we've always said it, you know, the players work their socks off. They give everything to the shirt. You know, there's many times over the years where I've watched players for the men's team for Paris and you think yeah, they don't care. They're not interested. You'll never, ever get that from from this team, ever. And the players, well, everyone we've seen over the years, everyone works their socks off for, for the shirt. And, you know, and it's not easy. And as I say, the typical thing is, you know, we, we, we've made our move in terms of going full-time and bringing the players. At the same time, as several other clubs have all, also doing it. Um and as I say, it is fine margins that are deciding the games. Um, it's just the problem is at the moment is we've got those two vulnerabilities and it's that is just, that's preventing us from swinging the fine margins our way. Um, so, so yeah, it's, you know, I, I hope I haven't sounded really, really moany. Probably have, but it's just, <laughs> it's just stuff like, the thing is, it's just because we care, isn't it? And it's just yeah. like, things are noticed, yeah. which, you know, for me at times, you know, it's it's one of those, like the corner thing. I think when you actually look at it, Hughes and Coral have both fought the others staying with the pot in the, in the hole. So they've moved because like Hughes is back to Coral. So she doesn't know that Coral's also run out. Like Coral's watching the players, yeah. but she's run out. So it's one of that, that's just a, a, an error of communication that's caused that scenario. But as I say, some of it is just. Some of it is down to the, the way that we've been set up to play. It's causing us a problem um, because it, you know, we're, we're so high up the pitch. But you know, I just try, I just try to say because at the end of the day, we're, we're fans. We do this podcast. We look, we watch the games, and you see a different view. Obviously, the coaches and the manager, they all know what they they see. Everyone on the tra- on the um, training pitch and all that, and they look at the game in a completely different way. To what we what you do when you're in the stands, but just watching it from the stands, um, for me, you could just see those elements, and it's it's really harmonious. The fact, the reality is, and this is really snobby, but we shouldn't be losing four one. I hope the Lewis, 
They're a good team, Lewis. They're a decent team. But we shouldn't be getting turned over 4-1 at home, which could have been more. Yeah. You know, it, we, that, that we, we need to be moving on from that, you know. Um, but yeah, that is one of those. But I mean, just to throw in some of the stats, I say the Conjure Cup Blues, this competition is not our best friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have... I've sat down and done our record. Um, so, in in total, since we've been in the Conti Cup, we've won five games outright. We've drawn three games, two of which we won on penalty shootout, one we lost in a penalty shootout. And we've lost ten games. Gosh. So, and we have had some drubbings. <laughs> we've had some drubbings. So, uh, we, we lost 4-0 at home to Chelsea. In it, yeah, we lost 5 1 away to Brighton. In it, we've lost 6 0 yeah. away to Reading. In it, we've lost yeah. 7 0 away to West Ham. In it, West Ham, and then yeah. obviously, I was, the, I was all first, of those games, first, by the way. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a pattern here. Uh, <laughs> and then in the first game of this competition, we lost 4 0 to Bristol. Um, so you know, it isn't our typically the, the one season that we've had a, a decent go in it was blooming COVID prevented any of us from being there. But even then we, we came second in the group. It was from some convoluted runner up way that we got through. Um, now here's a test question for you. So we have beaten four teams in the Conti cup, four teams. Can you name those four teams? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've beaten London bees. Um, I'm pretty Twice, sure we've beaten yep. Lewis. Oh, twice, three times. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm sure we've beaten. Yeah, London beats Lewis. Um, yep. uh, 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 oh, on penalties, Tottenham. Yep. Does that count as a win? Yes, I've counted that because one of the wins yes. against Lewis was penalties as well. So, oh, yeah, right, we still okay. So yeah, yeah, Tottenham on penalties. I remember. Um, one more from oh that same God. season. Oh, was so that's it? The first season up. Yeah. Um. Oh my God! I can't even think who it could be then. WSL Crawley? side at the time. Crawley no, wasps. It was a, w, it was a WSL side. Oh, was it? Gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that would have been Villa. No. Nope. Uh, no. No. We didn't play Birmingham. Um. WSL side. Was. Ah, um, oh, was. Oh, Yeovil. Oh, no, that was yeah. going back Yeah, years. Yeovil. Oh, was, oh, was it Yeovil? Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeovil. There you go, a little wow. bit of trivia for you there. Exciting trivia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's, yeah. Not, it's not been a great competition. I mean, Bees, we smashed. <laughs> it's like 6-1 and 7-2. 7-2 was where Coral scored, like, four goals. Um, but, yeah, so it's not been the greatest competition for us. Um, Molly's mm. scoring on Sunday made moved up to being joint third Top scorer in the competition for us. Uh, B's got B's out in front with six. Coral's got four, uh, which you got in all the one game. Um, and then you've got Molly tied with Clover on three. Um, and Cheryl Castell's got two. So, um, so yeah. Um, Jordan Butler's even got one for us in the competition. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, Kay Balfour as well. She scored against Spurs. Um, so, yeah, so it's not been a great competition for us. Um, but I just feel, as I say, at the moment, the way we, 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 why I say about this, like this Sunday being so important is you look at our run of, 
in the last six games in all competitions, we've won one, lost five, we've scored three, and we've conceded 15. So Ooh. at this moment in time, it just, it's not the prettiest of reading. Um, and that's why, like the things I've been saying, like obviously last week when I went into a bit of detail about Coral in that position and um, what the things I've said today, like the stats, and I'm not a big stats person because I know how easy, a stats can easily skewer a view. Um, but, you know, at this moment in time, it's on paper, it, it's there as well to say that, you know, these are the issues we're having. So, um, yeah, so fingers crossed, you know, um, we know they'll be working hard this week. And, you know, we know they'll be going out on a Sunday and they'll give it absolutely everything they've got. We know that. That's never, ever in doubt. It's just, you know, we, we just need to get ourselves on a winning edge going into the into the break um, where we can kind of recharge ourselves and, and work on things to to get going for the second half of the season. Um, so, so, yeah, but, I mean, just to touch on one of the other things we're going to talk about, because it's kind of all connected with this, which is injury problems. Um, and we had our first three seasons up. We were having, I mean, that, that first season up was injury riddled. You could, and Bob Dean could never get the same striker out two weeks running. Um, you know, we had a lot of injury problems. And last year was the first time until towards the end was the first time where we didn't really have the injury problems. We put it down to going up to the more training and, with the fitness and all that that provided. But towards the end of the season, we players were starting to drop like flies a little bit. Um, but it's definitely plagued us this year. Because uh, obviously, at the start of the season, I mean, Rana Dean's not been available all season long. We get no information, so we have no idea about that, what injury she's got. What, whereas, we you know, every now and then, we get reminded about Nathan Ferguson's latest injury. Um, get updates <laughs> on the long-term bits and stuff, but we're, on the on the women's side, unfortunately, we just don't get any of that information. So we've no idea what we're looking at with Rihanna. Um, love to see her out on the pitch. I think she'd give us a completely different element up front. Um, but she's not been available uh, all season. Obviously, Paige wasn't for the first few games. She's had to work her way into bit to fitness. Uh, neither was Fliss. I think well, Fliss was on the bench for the first game, and then she missed a few after that. Um, it's, they had then obviously Sibs, who started great in form. She picked up a knock, um, missed a run of games. As we say, we're not sure if Polly has had one because she's not been in the team the last two. She's come on off the bench. I mean, it could be just switching things up, but I um, say so it's possible that it's um, there's a knock there. You've got Amy Everett is out injured now. She's out until possibly into January, we believe. Uh, she's still got the uh, protective boot on at the moment. Philbs is now out injured. Um, Annabelle has been carrying the knock. I mean, it was between the two teams on Sunday. It was it was leg strappings galore. This <laughs> um, yeah. one had sponsorship and leg strappings that have had a bit of quids in. Um, <laughs> and Annabelle's sporting one at the moment. Um, so she's that's been another injury. Um, and I feel like there might have been, obviously, Chloe Arthur picked up one on international duty at the start of the season. Chloe yeah. Peplo, she's not been yeah. around for a... She would be a, a huge element in that midfield. Yeah. Um, but we just can't get her for a run of games. Um, I don't know how long she's out for, but she's not been in the squad the last couple of games, I think. Um, but, you know, she's a massive miss in that midfield. Um 
because I mean, God, when we watched her against London City Lionesses, she absolutely bullied the hell out of them. Um, She's brilliant. So, you know, that is a big, big loss in there as well. Um, but yeah, so there are obviously Kirsty Barton hasn't been available to, for, for for amount of games as well. Um, so we, there just seems to be bits creeping in. This is obviously Moles, she picked up a knock um, against Coventry, wasn't it? So, yeah, we yeah. had uh, this season that that hasn't helped. You had a whole new load of players come in, and then it's been difficult to try and settle or formate settle on bits and pieces because there has been a disruption with injuries as well. Um, so that definitely won't have helped. Uh, you know, I'd say you know, so there there is that contributing factor in there as well. Yeah. The the other thing I'll just add to, I think those injuries, I mean, when you list them like that, it just goes to show how serious our injury problems are. I mean, it must be really difficult to um, even put a team together when you've got so many injuries. Um, And you don't know whether or not some players might be able to give you 90 minutes. Do you start them and then take them off or do you not risk them at the beginning? And, you know, it's, it's difficult to make decisions when you've got when you've got players that are not fully fit or carrying a knock. Um, the, the, only th- the, other, the only other thing I'd say about the last few games is with the breakaway goals. And it's, uh, you know, I don't really like saying things like this when it's about football, but we need to be a little bit cleverer. You know, we need to sort of, Man City do this. If they, Man City dominate the ball and they put everyone in there, you know, they, they play really high and they basically play their whole team in the opponent's half. But if a team breaks away, they make sure they they just basically block them or they foul them, you know. And as long as you're not the last player, the last person, you know, you're not going to get a red, are you? So um, early on, you know, for example, if, if I just go back to that goal that Charlton scored where they broke away their second goal after the penalty, um, we had two chances there to either, if we don't win the ball, don't let the player go past you. You've just got to block them, take them. You know, you just, if as long as you've got a player behind you, it's not a goal scoring opportunity. It's not a red card. And I just think sometimes that we need to be a little bit cleverer. And I, and I don't, I don't like saying we should be fouling other players um, because we should be good enough that we don't need to. But I think sometimes if you're, if you're getting hit on the break every time, you've got to think, you've got to try and do everything you can to stop it. And there are, there, there are times where you might just have to take a bit of yellow for the team, you know, and, and um, sometimes you won't even get a yellow because we know how, how um, you know, the quality of the refereeing is, you know, is, is not very consistent. So some referees might give a yellow, some might not. So I just think sometimes just need to be a bit, we need to be a little bit cleverer and we shouldn't be letting teams hit us on the break like that without without being stronger. Because I just don't think we, we're not winning the tackles and we're not blocking them and we're not, we're just letting them run through. Something's got, you know, and uh, and Man City are the are the absolute masters of it. And and what they do is they just change their mid their last midfielder to, to who's deepest. If someone's on a yellow, then they just put someone else there so they can then get a yellow if they need to. Um, and and you know, and, and it, because they play so high like we do, they just make sure that they don't get hit on the break and they don't mind taking a yellow card for it. I just, I just think we've got to be a little bit cleverer, really, and a bit a bit more savvy about that because we can't just let teams. I mean, I'd be interested to see if I look back at the at those goal, those fifteen goals that you mentioned. I'd be very interested to see how many of them came about from a breakaway, and I'd say probably quite a lot of them did. So that's obviously something we've got to work on, and I just think we need to be a little bit cleverer about how we defend that situation. 
And if it means blocking someone and just sort of accidentally banging into them, you know, <laughs> holding your hands up, say sorry, I didn't. It was an accident. You might get away with it, but at least, at least you're not letting them run through on your goal. You know, that's just yeah. something that. I, yeah, I think the only thing I say is, you're right. I mean, Charlton gave us a lesson in game management, although it was frustrating as hell taking the low road game management, but gave us game management nonetheless. I think the problem we've got is we play such a high line because that if we did that, like for their Charlton second, um, if Holly just just taken out the player, we literally the, the two centre backs are the only players in our half at times when these breaks happen and they're like they're in line with each other. So it probably actually would be a red card because there isn't anyone covering. Uh, everyone's running back. So I think the way our line is, it probably takes out that element um, unless we do it, unless someone manages to get in there beforehand in their half. We don't really have that element because we're, we're so high up that it would probably lead to a red card. Um, but we've talked about the team enough. I'm mindful of the time as well because I know, you know you need to shoot off. But the other thing I wanted to cover, just to mention, is what I labelled the missing 1800. Um, I tweeted this week uh, tagging the club and Parish in. Um, not that I've done anything, but because uh, obviously last weekend we, we'd set the, a, a new attendance record of 1969, I think it was. It's 1,969. And on Sunday, if we had 110 people there, I'll be amazed. Um, really, low, I know it's the Conti Cup, but a really, really low turnout um, at Hayes, and it's just not good enough from two sides here for me. And I know uh, some will criticise me for part of probably what I'm about to say, but we've said before. I said in a tweet, the club ignore any games at Hayes Lane. Bear in mind, we're playing at least 70% of our games at Hayes Lane this season. There's a hell of a lot of games that the club just, the main club, just ignore. Don't promote them. They don't, they don't, they'll put the chart, they'll put the Selhurst games on the, on the TV, um, at, you know, during the men's games. They'll, they've given flyers out. They'll tweet it out. They will not mention Hayes Lane at all, apart from maybe on the morning of it. They do absolutely nothing to promote the games and it's ludicrous because you why would you not when you just had 1900 people at a game why would you not want to build on that I'm not saying you're going to get 1900 people at Hayes Lane but start to creep up the, the the attendance at those games get them bigger there as well keep people interested people learning about the players get invested in the players um, you know so that that element I've, I've drummed, I banged that drum before and I'll keep banging it because you're not going to progress and grow your crowd if you constantly ignore half of the the game you know the majority of the games that you're playing and it's so unfair on the players um why would and the staff why 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 put them in that position um it just showed to me it just screams of the the main club doesn't care enough i mean there wasn't even a program on sunday you know and i'm not i'm not i'm not like program collector anymore i used to buy them then i bought them out of habit uh bought out of superstition at one point as well um, but there are plenty of people who love the program, and our programs are teeny tiny as it is. You know, they could do with more gumph in them. You have a real opportunity to say as much as you can about the team and about the game and the women's game and that. And 
it's mostly just kind of like sponsor pages, but um, but they didn't even have one for Sunday. Why? It's still a match. Why have we not got a program for it? Um, so there's that half of it, which I think a lot of the lower that would agree with me on, um, and yourself as well. If you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that element yeah. you agree on the bit that I know will annoy some people, but I still fully believe it is though it's on those fans as well. There are some we know, some in the loyal who have moved away, who look like Jodders listening in, you know, lives up in the northeast for goodness sake. It's not easy, especially in the current financial climate in that. You know, it's, and I, I don't blame them. You know, you, it's not possible to keep coming out of the games with the cost and everything that comes in with it. And, and we know um, like Donna, she's she's moved away. And so for some for some fans, it's not possible. Got a problem with that. If you can get to the game, great. If you can't, you can't. But that isn't all, nine, all 1,800 people that didn't turn up to Hayes Lane on Sunday that were there at Selhurst. There are people who were just going for the spectacle of a Selhurst game. And... Like for me, end of the day, even if the club had done no promotion, it's not hard to find out when our, what our fixtures are and when they are. It's on the app. It's on the Palace website. It's in a program on the most of the other day on all the other days that are. It's even in the men's program, I believe. It's got a fixture list in the men's program as well. So those fans, why, why aren't all those people who turn up at to Selhurst? Why have none of them gone? Oh, we're playing again next. Let's go and see the next game. I don't get it. I don't get why. You know. So for me, it's there's a massive thing on the main club that they're not doing enough. However, there is. Oh, it's also on the fans, and I and I, I sadly feel like at Crystal Palace Football Club at this moment in time, there just isn't the appetite for the women's game that there should be which I think is really sad. And I don't know what we can do to try and improve that and try to get those people to not just turn up for the, the fancy game, but to turn up regularly. You know, build the crowd, grow the crowd at Hayes. And then you, you do that, you're going to grow the crowd even more at Sellers. You know, but you've got Sheffield United who have been having a poor season. They're a part-time team, getting 11,000. And, you know, Newcastle in the Cup, and they're like a tier four, tier five team in the cup against Barnsley. And they've got 25,000 at St. James's. We know there's a lot of elements to that. But we're there on Sunday getting 100 odd people. You know, I just feel that, that where have those people gone? Why are they not there? Why have they, why isn't the club, the main club, doing more to back this team to give those players the, the support they deserve? But why are those fans choosing to only turn up on the odd occasion, you know? Because the noise has been there. Thought, you know, we had the White Horse and we were singing our hearts out and the White Horse. And there's a small cluster of us. I mean, that's the thing. There's 40 of us or so in the White Horse. And there was probably 20 of us on Saturday. So even the people that were with us in the White Horse, half of them, and we know some of them, like John and Donna have said, but a lot of those people haven't turned, didn't come. Or if they did, they, they must have sat somewhere else. Um, But, you know, the team, even if the results aren't going our way, even if at times the performances aren't what we'd want them to be. The team just, they give everything for us and they deserve so much. And you could see how much, like at the, after the game on, that on Sunday, because I'll be honest, you know, the first half, I mean, we, we kind of got quietened down because it was, we were kind of stunned by the, by the goals, in all fairness, and into it. And 
you know, Lewis, the two people with their biscuits in that they were banging. But second half, you know, in, in, in what was already a dead game, and I thought we, there's a couple of songs that were sung that I don't agree with being sung, personally. Um, and I didn't join into them. But generally, on the whole, we had we were a good atmosphere, second half, and we were singing. And you could see at the end, when the team came over, what it meant that that was still going. They deserve so much more than that. You know, they deserve to be getting these bigger crowds and this better support and it's just frustrating as to, as I say, where where are the missing eighteen hundred? Yeah, I agree with all of what you said. I think there is a responsibility on the fans as well to um, to do more. Um, I, I mean, I still think though that it, it comes from the club in the first instance. And this Conti Cup game, I don't think it was advertised originally. It was a we didn't know the dates. Um, Palace didn't then advertise it until about a week before, like four weeks after. But the Bristol City game, for example, you know, that they advertised it four weeks before us. So we're not very good at sort of getting information out there. You know, with the World Cup on and no men's sort of Premier League football, there's been a great opportunity to put daily content out about the women, you know, interviews, get to know the players. There's so much they could do. Um, they haven't done that. Hardly see anything come out of any interest, really. Um, didn't even advertise the um, FA Cup third round draw for the women until the day after. You know, every every other club had, had, had probably put it out within an hour of the draw, and we had we didn't Palace didn't put anything out about the third round draw until the next day. I mean, you know, so um, so it's frustrating, and you know, and on on top of that. You know, the, the social media side, which I think is still, you know, hasn't improved. It's got worse, if anything. And I think um, on top of that, um, the fact that, you know, they there's, there's simple things that I've mentioned millions of times that they could easily do, such as advertise the Bromley, um, the Hayes Games at Bromley in the Glades shopping centre, in the window, sell tickets from there, you know, make it really easy for people put a big poster in the window saying buy tickets for Sunday's game at Hayes Lane. It's literally what, you know, a bus two bus stops away on a you know, you could even walk it from Bromley Glades to Hayes Lane. They should be using that shop there to really push the the games at Hayes. Uh put flyers in every bag of everyone whoever buys anything in there to you know to say that the women are plugged with fixtures coming up upcoming fixtures for the phase lane for the women there's so many things you know um putting on the website rather than rather than having first team under 23s under 21s whatever and then women it should say men's first team women's first team and then it should have the the younger age group you know simple things to get put them on an equal stand in um, give them the advertising they need, especially in Bromley, where you know you've got the footfall there. Looking, you know, put it in the in the window of the shop. And um, there's so many things they can do. And unfortunately, although I've mentioned them a hundred times, nothing ever happens. And um, so I do I do accept that the that the fans can do more. Um, it's difficult because we don't know personal circumstances. Some people might be work, you know, it might be difficult for them to go to every game at home. Um, but it, I can't imagine that's the case for everyone. But I really do think that the, the the club's got to push it more. I think that's where it all starts from. Once we've got the people coming in, then we can work on keeping them there. But we're not even getting them into Hayes Lane, and that's 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 why we need to we need to do better as a club, really. First and foremost, I think. I mean, I just think it comes down to. You know, the, you're you're right. You know that game against Lewis, 
the main club only tweeted about it the, the morning of the game. So who's going to make their mind up on a Sunday morning? Oh yeah, look, there's a game. I do, you know, let them give them a week's notice. You know, put put it out there. There's no there's no excuse because there's no men's games at the moment. You know, I know we've got this tour of Turkey coming up and we've got a couple of friendlies, but you know the players have been actually off. I think for the last couple of weeks, the first part of the World Cup, they've just come back to training this week. So there's been no news really. And, you know, why didn't we just use this opportunity to just get all the content ready earlier in the season and pull it out with interviews, learn about the players, you know, um, show highlights of old games with goals. You know, I'd love to see Gemma Bryan scoring a hat-trick if I can't, you know, just to remind remind me of those days. You know, there must be footage. There's so much they can do to raise awareness and interest, but they just don't. And I think that's where the problem originates from. And then and then. After that, I think the fans also have to take some responsibility. But I think the club needs to do more first. That's my view. Yeah, I, I get it. As I say, I know that's how a lot of people would view it. I, I just and you, and you know, as I say, I'm not saying it's material, but I, I I can't go to a lot of the away games because shift work, family. I, I get in enough trouble as it is going to the men's games and the women's own games. You know. <laughs> I'm adding in like going away trips for every week as well. I'll be I'll be strung up. Um, yeah. So as I say, I'm not expecting everybody to go to every game, but the reality is we've had 1800 and 1900 at Sellers this season, and have we got above 500 at at Hayes? Probably not. You know, and that's a big drop. And yeah, there are you know, there's obviously people in there. There will be, unfortunately, who only go to the big game. Well, it's the same, isn't it? When you look at in, in men's football, the moment, you know, you get 15,000 in a, you know, 12 to 15,000 in the championship every week. And uh, we're all sitting there watching god awful games, losing 3 1 to crew on a Tuesday night, you know. And then you're in the Premier League and you've got 25,000 every week. And you're like, these people would never bother going when we're shit, <laughs> you know. And yeah. it's like, so you, I don't, you're always going to get those types of fans. And I get that. I just. It is what do we need to do? The club definitely needs to do lots more, but you know what do we need to do to get the fans descending? Because we know, you know, I know that like if Donna would go a lot more if if it was wasn't for the distance anymore. John John and Sonia would be there all the time if it wasn't for you know the, wasn't for the fact that they live up up north in the in the snowy lands of days gone by. You know, <laughs> so you know we we know, that, but there are people that live local. Um. That you know, you know, I like to travel on the day. Um, I do a good hour's journey to ooh, an hour's journey, but you know, you know, I, I don't live near Hayes or Celest. Um, but I just feel that I do feel like there is some responsibility, there is responsibility with with fans as well, but that's just me. Um, yeah, I but yeah, no, it's um, I'm mindful of the time because I'm, I'm we're dragging you right over what you wanted to do. Um, yeah, end of some positives. We got to do our sponsor photo. I need to put it on the website. We got to do our sponsor photos with Shauna on Sunday, which is great. We've got the Eagle Eye View one, and then there's the one with all of us that we're were left behind, left still left there in the Laurel Stand um, with with Shauna with the flag that we've had made for her, which is superb. Um, so we got to do those, which is great. Um, and something we're planning on doing uh, as long as the things turn up in time, and they are what they what eBay says they are. Um, but that me, so uh, you and I plus 
Michael Middleton and Mark Pixley. Um, for the FA Cup game next Sunday, which will be against the Watford or Crawley Wasps. I don't know when they're going to replay that match to, for us to find out who... It's this, who, it's this Sunday, there. Mike. It's, it's this okay. week. They're, they're playing it on cool. Sunday now, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to assume it will be Watford. Um, so yeah. it'll be us it'll be Palace versus the old Palace um, <laughs> but for that FA Cup game the four of us will hopefully be there sporting the the one love captain's armband um, because FIFA ain't going to stop us um, so hopefully I couldn't believe I was about to try to order them and it's just disappearing on the it was on the Dutch national website because I didn't realise apparently they, they created it they started the idea of it and they oh. were selling it on their shops. It was the KMVB shop. Oh. And when I when I first looked at it and sent the link to the group the other day, there was loads on there. And once once I got a reply from you guys saying you're in, they were, it went from like there's not, they didn't have four, then they could only buy two. Then by the time I picked two, they could only buy one. I was like, this is ridiculous. Then it sold out. <laughs> but thankfully, so the guy, the one on eBay I found supposedly looks the same. But uh, I've had this before where I thought I'd ordered something and it turned out to be like an action man version of it. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I might be apologising next week, but hopefully we'll be doing that. And I think that'd be great. We'll get some pictures of it and we'll get it up uh, on Twitter as yeah. well. Make a stand. Anyone else Make a stand against FIFA, yeah. yeah. Anyone else that wants to do it, please, uh, I can send you the, if you message me, I can send you the email link where I got mine from. But you need to do it quick because... I ordered ours yesterday, and I think they'll be due to turn up uh, during uh, during the week next week. Um, but it'd be great to see more there. Um, but yeah, so that'll be our little piece that we'll be doing on FA Cup Day. Um, but yeah, as I say, this has been just to kind of wrap it up. This has been. I don't. I think you can't. It's hard at the moment when we're losing games. You know, unfortunately, the tones of the pod are going to have that element of what is this and this is this because it's just. Well, that's football, isn't it? Um, you know, the same as we'll sit here and with positive results, or even when it's losses, but they're narrow losses and we've played well. Like we mentioned with the Charlton game last week and stuff, we we will pick out all that stuff as well. But you know, you can't ignore um, the bits and pieces. You know, you, you, the positives and the negatives. You've got to look at it all. I think. You know, you've got to be honest about it. So, but as I say. You know the team. We all we know we'll give everything. We know they'll work their socks off this week, and they'll be they'll be desperate to put you know to get the points on Sunday. Um, and I know you're going, Phil. So um, yeah. uh, I have a great time down there. Um, I'll be Love keeping my eyes peeled on it whilst I met the family. I'm a, I'm a, arranged the family have been asking to see me for ages. Arranged that date, and it turns out they've got the Lewis game, and then they'll be like, England will be playing in the World Cup. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get back for that. I, I said to me dad earlier. I said if you, if I disappear about half past five, you know why. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So no. So you know, all the best for Dean and, and the team this weekend, and hopefully we can get the points. And at the end of the day, when it, when results are straight in, whether at times performances aren't there or whatever, you know, we, we have these points because the pod the pod is the opportunity for the constructive form of it, where it's not a, a, a free line tweet which will be misconceived or anything like that. It's our opportunity to discuss it, to look at all the avenues and everything. That's what the pod serves a purpose for. But we are still there for that team, no matter what, through thick and thin. And so hopefully that was evident on Sunday. Um, you know, we've always got their back. You know, I know, you know, that we, we're always supporting no matter what. So yeah. we appreciate yeah. everything that they do for us. So, um, yeah, just wanted to end on that, really. Um 
so yeah, unless George, is there anything else you want to add quickly? No, I think that's a really good point to end on because we we do um, really appreciate everything that the club do and they put so much in. Um, and actually, they probably deserve better results than, they, you know, it's just everything seems to be going against us at the moment. The ball's not bouncing right in the box for us, is it? But, uh, you know, deflection deflection into the top corner, you know, an own goal. So I well, think we, it's a we good scored the best goal of the game. We did, yeah. Like, it's a brilliant. It was just great for Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so everything's sort of seems to be not bouncing for us at the moment. That happens, but it does turn round and it does change. And let's hope this Sunday it'll be it, it, it will happen for us, um, and we'll get a little bit of luck that everyone needs, you know, and just turn our fortunes around a little bit. So, but I think that's a good good positive point to to end on. So yeah, thanks, Mike. No, it was a pleasure. Um, thanks to everybody who. Has listened in live. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listening on the recording of this on Twitter, and thanks to everyone who is listening on Spotify. It is free on Spotify to subscribe to us. If you subscribe, you get a notification the moment this is put up. Um, and I mentioned it last week; I had no problems compared to the previous week. So uh, hopefully, this will be the same. So yep. Yeah, so thanks to you, everybody. Please stick with us. Uh, if anyone has got any idea stuff that they would actually like us to discuss on these pods please message me. Uh, we're always happy to, to, to discuss things. If there's things you feel should need to be said, should not be said, etc. Um, please always message in. We're always happy to listen and, and do what we can. Um, so yeah, so thanks everybody. And uh, here's to hopefully uh, get ourselves three points on Sunday. Uh, oh, we haven't done a predict- score predictions. Oh my God. Oh, Wrapping yeah. up, we haven't done a score prediction. Oh Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna say really ridiculous one now. Phil, go very quickly. You got ten seconds. Uh, okay. Well, I've I, I've really thought about ten this, seconds. and I think I think we're gonna go for I'm gonna go for a two-two draw because I think that we're gonna get a little bit more going our way for once because everything seems to be against us at the moment. So I think I think they're a good team, and I think it'll be hard to you know keep a clean sheet at their place because I think they're very good going forward. I'm going for two-two. How about you? I'm going 5-1 Palace. Annabelle Blandard scores four. And Frank Kitchen scores one. There we go. Oh, there you go then. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That might mean I hadn't actually thought, thought about it yet. <laughs> but no, I'm going, do you know what? I've said it'll be peace. I'm going, I, I keep saying, despite what I said, I still think at some point we're absolutely going to hammer somebody this season. At some point, it's just going to click. Yeah. And we're going to absolutely muller someone. Like Annabelle and Paige, it's going to be unstoppable. And you know, Sibs and that. So, you know, do you know what? It could be this Sunday. So yeah, five one. Yeah, you heard it here first. If that happens, obviously yeah. I'll buy the lottery ticket next week. <laughs> <laughs> right, so on that note, say thank you to everybody and I hope you'll have a good evening and a great weekend coming up. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Phil. Come on you palace. <laughs>